Yo, yo, what up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. My name is Koopa, and I'm here with two of my friends. I got Fularachi over here. Yes, sir, yo, a.k.a. Jay Gator, nigga. <laughs> and I got my man Fro over here. Yo, how you doing? They call me Fro. Ladies call me Splash Poppy. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh. Hey. Running it, running it. <laughs> Alright y'all, we are here tonight to of course talk about some hip-hop and what we're going to do is we're going to get into a nice little conversation about lyricism. Now we're all big fans of hip-hop, all fans of good lyricism and actually Fro was the one that brought this to my attention and said that this would make a good episode. So thank you for that, thank you for that sir. No problem man, anytime. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Now, excuse me, Where, where should we start? What do you guys think we should start? Like I said, man, I think the whole mob deep, you know, that's, that was, is a shocking, you know, the moment in hip hop, man. You know, mob deep is so influential, for, you know, just for the industry that died, you know what I mean? Like they were, they were big, you know, a lot of artists, you know, follow their, their you know, their footsteps. Yeah, I feel you. Like definitely, Prodigy. I think he was uh, very underrated also. Like, people don't yeah. pay much respect until someone's gone of nowadays, course. you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Nah, like, Mob Deep is, is, it runs deep for me. I mean, I know one of the first joints I heard from them was the joint with Lil' Kim, the Quiet Storm movie. Uh, yeah. And to me, that's still one of the hottest hip-hop songs ever, though. That's still so sick. Like, I, that whole song is just nasty. Everything from the beat to all of the lyrics, like... Definitely, man. Mob yeah. Deep, yeah. one of the greatest, like, duos of, of all time. If not, probably... I will, dare I say, they are the greatest duo. Um, Havoc and Prodigy, like you know what I have to agree because honestly there weren't that many duos when it came to hip hop groups. They, but of the ones that there are, they are definitely on top. Number one for how they influenced the way hip hop changed, they, and number two just for their style and their swagger and how they carried themselves. Because like, it was many forms, and that's the beauty of New York. There's many forms of like of of hip hop up there, and and like. Uh, Mob D, um, they used to hate being called backpack, you know, uh, MCs, but they, I mean, they birthed that, that genre, like they, they were a whole nother level with, with how they, how they came across and stuff. It was a gritty style. Very hardcore. Yeah, definitely. Like, I love, I love it. Like, um, it's, it's just sad because first of all, like, I know they were, they had some shows coming up and in fact, like, I know, um, prodigy uh he actually went to the hospital like right after one of the shows right before he passed yeah he was also working on a broadway um about um the how people uh show uh the illuminati like they he was gonna be doing that um yeah like he also got um made did a cookbook that dropped you know i think it was like commissary or something like that (laughs) i'll get but like commissary food i think it's called i've seen a few youtube videos of him cooking up food (laughs) it's funny but it's cool yeah and then like his um one of his good friends uh Eddie, Eddie Hong, uh, you, you guys ever yeah, Hong the, World? Yeah, he's on Viceland. Yeah, he's like this, uh, you know, world renowned chef and everything, uh, helped him with that cookbook and stuff. So Prodigy had a lot going on. Like Havoc, you don't really hear too much from these, you know, these days, but True. like, 
you he know, pops up on on a verse here and there on people albums or or as a producer on some somebody's track every now and then. But mainly yeah. just with Prodigy, yeah. Prodigy like I got a jump, I got a jump. Let's do it, Havoc. You gonna hear Havoc? I did see an interview uh, actually earlier today that was probably from a day or two ago of him, and he said that he's actually gonna keep doing music in honor of Prodigy. Well, so, he should. Like, what else can you do about it, really? I mean, like, there's else? not much that you can do. I mean, but I mean, it's always weird when you have like a duo or a trio, say like TLC, where you lose a member of the group. And then, you know, it's kind of hard to go on as that group still missing a member. I mean, it's hard enough to go to lose one of a trio, lose one of a duo. Right. But I mean, like, I mean, if anybody can do it, it's Hav because Hav, Hav has been good on his own. He's had great material. Yeah, he's, he's, he's killed it in the past. So. Hey, man, I, I would love to see what he cooks up and, and drops because it's been a minute. I like to see what what, what some new new stuff have it got. Hey, I would be interested in that too because I it's just gonna be good because I, I think his last album was like two thousand three or two thousand six or something like that. It was a long mm-hmm. time ago. Honestly, I haven't really kept up with having too much, but I want to hear some more stuff. Well, he's another one of those underrated MCs that uh, <clears throat> a lot of people don't don't hear about. Yes. Like <clears throat> a lot of people know about Mob Deep, but they don't really listen to a lot of people when they break off and do their solo stuff. It's just like a lot of people love Wu Tang, but are they you know necessarily going out? Most people can to... even tell you the original nine. So <laughs> <laughs> not past yeah. Method Man anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Method Man and Old Death. No, 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 they'll, like, they'll be like. Free. Method Man and Red Man. It's like Red Man is not Wu Tang. He's not Wu Tang. He's just best friends to Method Man. Are, right? are you sure? Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I know I'm positive. Yep. <laughs> but uh, let's let's keep on going with those with the underrated MCs because like like Prodigy and like Havoc, who both had great solo stuff. There's a lot of people that are in groups that have great solo material, but never ever really get to see the light of day fully as their own fleshed out artist only in the group and i have to say one of the one of the biggest i don't want to say offenders because it's not like he's doing anything wrong but one of the one of the people that have this biggest problem is jadakiss yeah and i don't know why he's been putting out mixtapes for the longest time since a while back by the way nowadays he's just like spitting bars and they're still hard yeah exactly like i don't understand Mm -hmm. why he hasn't really blown up the way he should well the the what sucked for jadakiss was was that the whole that the whole New York style was no longer being accepted on the radio? Like, like the radio was only playing the Southern niggas um, for the most part, and it's and now the mumble rap. So that so that's what's up with Jada Kiss is that you know even though he was out around you know Biggie and, and you know it he he just came it, his moment came too late. And and like that's how that's how I look at it. His moment came too late. I can see that. I can definitely see you that. You know what I mean? The style of radio changed. You know what I'm saying? And that would be the same thing that probably befell a lot of New York rappers, especially another one I was gonna say that's just like him, a, a group member of his, Styles P. Yeah, same thing with Styles. Yeah, but I feel like Styles have been putting out more work recently than Jada. Recently, so yes. Recently, yes. yes. But overall, I think Jada has more material, like mixtapes and albums. Yeah, course. he just did one with Fabulous. One thing that kills me, though, is remember, I want to say it was like maybe four years ago now. It was like just a summer of, I called it the summer of Jada Kiss because Jada Kiss was all over everybody's track. He was mm-hmm. featured on everybody's everything and he, he crushed it all. Like, there's the, I feel like 
every like not every rapper but a lot of rappers will have that one summer where they're just all over everything and they're featured on everybody's stuff Nicki minaj had that john little wayne had that john drake had that john i mean everybody has that one summer where they're just completely all over the radio like pop stations hip-hop stations country stations whatever the hell they're whatever the hell they're on you know it's but it, it, but it's just like we all see that JD Kiss has that lyrical ability because you can see within that like you know four to five month time span of music that came out, this shit is all vicious. Look at his past catalog; all of this shit is vicious, whether it's his solo shit or anything that he did with the locks. Yes. But it still just does not translate for him, and that kind of pisses me off to the point where we talk about lyricism is supposed to be one of the big, one of the five pillars of hip hop, right? Yeah, it's one of the five pillars of hip hop. But the motherfuckers who have the best lyrics get no shine, and it pisses me the fuck off. It's I've told you, it's that I, like every every style has its moment. I don't care what genre music it is; like every style has its moment. And right now, it it's more the southern rap and the you know now the you know the mumble rap like that. That's what's hot right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give it another, you know, maybe two, three years. Yeah, it's gonna be a new style that's gonna come out. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think that always happens. Always right happens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The reason why New York had a struggle on a stronghold on hip hop for so long is because that's where it comes from. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that rap came from there. So and then at, at that time, you know, it was just New York rappers. So you know. That's why it seemed like New York had, like, had the title, you know, the title on the radio, you know, for so long, because they've been doing this since '79. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. They've mastered it. Yeah. So you know, um, it, you know, like, basically, other than the New- other than New York, you always see it. Every style has its time, yo. West Coast had it for what, maybe like a year or two, then Pac died, and then. And to me, Pac was always a uh, East Coast New York dude. Anyway, I mean, even in Baltimore, his, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> even his style of rap, like you know, it was it was New York, you know. So I, I I can't really call him a West Coast guy, but he was the he was their ticket to stardom for at least a year or two or so, and um, you know, then and then it switched back to New York, you know, going yeah on the radio. You got Rockefeller coming out and. You know, it's every style got its got its moment. You know, every style. Midwest had its style. Yeah, they had a, they had a quick couple yeah, years. Nelly, you know, and all it, they. Every style has its moment. You know, it it just repeats itself eventually. But there's gonna be a new style to come out. You know, in a few years, that's just how it works. It'll be interesting to see what the next phase of rap is gonna be. I personally, I don't see where else rap can go other than it's these. Go back to New York. These well, I mean, I, I really wanted to go back to lyricism. <laughs> That's what I really want. Nowadays, like all the new cats right now, I'm listening. I'm trying, but my thing though, one yeah. question though I have though is that is it just that many more bad rappers are out now, or did we have as many bad rappers there's back in the day? Been yeah, bad there's always rappers. been some sorry ass or, rappers. Like, or is it, or is it that the bad rappers back in the day were just that much better lyrically than the bad rappers that are around now? I just think the quality of music back in the day, you know, there was classics. Yeah. Man. Everybody was making classics. Yeah, that's true. So when you hear a bad rapper from back in the day, he may have been okay, but he doesn't have that one classic 
whether nowadays you make one hit and that thing is gone next summer, you yeah, know. Yeah, you can be a platinum selling guy. artist yeah. off of one hit now. now. Mm-hmm. Which which is I, something I don't understand. Did y'all hear about the way that they do that now? Where they, they count you platinum off your streams? I think it's like fi- every 1,500 streams of a song. Well, what did Jay-Z like do recently? Dream. Shit. He already had know? it like yeah, so. He went, he went like, I feel like he went platinum the first day. <laughs> Before it even came out, he yeah. was already platinum. Well that's, well, that's because he had a bunch of them sold already, like pre-sale to like whatever company was going to like, I, I don't know. It would was, you, would I you heard still consider it. consider it like a plaque of honor? You're like, yeah, I got it first. True. Like, I'm still the only nigga out here going, you know, platinum on the first I day. Yes. Mm, that's almost like you know giving a trophy to every kid. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he earned it though. He earned it with this album. I but I mean, so. it's just I mean, people just don't buy albums anymore. That's one of the one of we the don't buy things. albums because we can download it from you know from various uh, various outlets on 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 a computer. Like, True, but you know, I, I would say like, why would I spend twenty dollars on a CD when I you know I got this expensive ass computer I got at home. You know what I mean? I can I can download songs from YouTube into a YouTube converter, or you know I can you know like back in the day with LiveWire and yeah, I forgot the other one. Um, uh, what do you call it? Man, all I knew was LiveWire. After that, it gave my computer a virus and it was a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> so now, but that's I, the risk I, you I do the take. The converter because it's so simple. Yeah, this no. is the risk you take, man. Like I went through three computers with that virus on that LiveWire. I, I learned my lesson that one time. <laughs> Yeah, man, so you say that okay, you say you've got a uh, southern rap has got a hold on the joint right now. So why isn't someone like Killer Mike more popping? Because that's right. definitely a southern rap. What, what are your now, thoughts on this? See now, the problem is, is Killer Mike isn't a southern style rap. That's he true. okay, see that's a, see you have to like look, go back. You can go back to the Ghetto Boys, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, they they are from the south. But they their lyricism was a New York style. That is true. You see what I'm saying? So someone like Killer Mike, the the only reason why he hasn't blown because the New York style isn't back yet. Right now, it's it's this southern. It's still the South, and the South was able to change themselves a couple times. You know what I mean? They started with the you know bling bling, and you know then it switched over to crunk. Yeah, it switched over to crunk and. You know what I'm saying, and and uh, you then know, then it went to Houston, really. Yeah, for a little bit, and it, it, they would, the whole South had. Yeah, yeah the, the entire South yeah, just entire kept kind of ch- from Miami to Texas, really. For real, well, oh, Miami. Well, Miami yeah. style rap is technically different from South rap. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right about that. Um, but yeah, it's just. You know, the South has been able to kind of shed skin for a little bit right now, and that's why they've still been able to stay on. And mumble rap fits perfect, you know, with the uh, uh, Southern style rap. So, I just think like the things he talks about in his albums, nobody really wants to listen to because it's just truth, you know. Like that nowadays, people just want to get hyped. They, they want to escape. Yeah, they, they don't really want to listen to like, uh, I told you this was going to happen type of stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, but that's why, I, that, that's how New York style rap kind of died. Um, I hate to say that, like, you know, because I, I mean, I'm a big New York style type. Dude. I think we really all are because it's what we grew up on. Yeah, but that's how, yeah. but that's how they died. People didn't want to hear any more about how gritty the streets were. They wanted an escape. So you had the Midwest and the South talking about partying, yeah. having 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 bitches uh, and like doing drugs and getting up and doing it the next day. 
like that resonated in people as in like even if they that wasn't really their life that that was a new escape for them they no longer wanted to hear they already know that jimmy jimmy the crack got you know got killed you know last last night and yeah. and and the friend jerry got killed the day before they know that already so they got tired of that um and it just it, it just ended up you know kind of swaying to a, to the to the to the styles we have today you know what i mean they're able to relate and then like mumble rap is relating to the to the youth not necessarily the uh an adult you know what i'm saying it's it's relating to the youth it's like it, it, it's like mumble rap i think is like a big f you to hip-hop and that's how the youth feel like they're they they do not want to hear the older heads they don't want to hear lyricism they just want to hear just, yeah that's You're it right just noise in a way but hey they're kids man true if i mean growing up in this era what else would you listen to honestly i hope i would be uh, a more a lyric based, but I mean, at this point, like you can, you you've got fucking rappers, like, and that's one thing that I don't understand is that if you're a rapper, I feel like you should you should know about the rappers that have come before you. You should at least listen to. Them. Uh, I mean, it's just like any other profession to me. You should know a little bit about what came before. It's, so it's that because lyricism isn't respected. So basically, like, there's no, like. The record label, the record company is basically like, I just want to produce hits. So they don't, they, they are dumb. They are dumbing down, um, music, you know what I'm saying right now? And, and it's making a lot of money off of that. You know what I'm saying? So they don't, they don't want enlightened ones. You know what I'm saying? They, they want to go after like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, just a dumbed down version. They don't need you to know who. Who NWA was, and they don't—they don't need you to know who Eric B and Rakim was. But to me, I feel like that is—that's like just pretty much bullshit. Like I feel like any other profession, you need to learn about the past of what it is that course, you're doing so that you course. can better what's going on right now. These motherfuckers don't even listen to them, which is which is killing me because you got motherfuckers like Kodak Black saying that he's a better rapper. Better lyricist than Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> I was like, nigga, what? Yeah, what? I feel like that was a huge joke. Uh, I mean, yeah, Kodak, Kodak Black is a jokester, and he is probably high on drugs at the time. So, like, <laughs> let's give him a bunch of passes and pretend that never happened. I mean, even in his music, though, you know he doesn't even care. He's just doing his own thing. That's because most of these dudes didn't even listen to rap growing they up. Really they, like him and Lil Uzi, I heard, like used to listen to like, well, I don't know about oh Black, God, but I know Uzi. Uzi used to listen to like Marilyn Manson. And, That's his idol. And metal and, yeah, and metal and shit like that. He got and a chain done of Marilyn Manson. Yeah, but then he decides to go ahead and be a rapper because he can get girls. Like, that's the only reason that you're coming to be a rapper. I'm like, uh, like being well, a rapper right now, it doesn't matter. Play. Like no one. I mean, that, that's like that's like that's like taking a, a better job. Like, yeah. <laughs> but this is all he talks about now. Yeah, so. true. So, but it's just, I mean, I, I can't fake because I've never actually listened to any of Uzi Vert's songs. Please don't. The only ver- only verse I know from him is on Bad and Bougie. So, <laughs> like, I can't I'm not really a big fan. He's all right. No, he's not even. I mean the way he started that. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's retarded. I like, get it. Come on. Yeah. Come but on. that. But again, that's 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 like four that's hip hop <laughs> right now. Hip hop right now is retarded. Like it's just um, it's just noise, and it's it's sad because I wish these kids could could really take hold to 
lyrics. You know what I mean? Like they honestly, and then the sad part about it is, is they they think that these guys have lyrics. That's that's the saddest. If you oh. think about it, that's a tragedy. Yeah, it really is. Like these 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 kids literally think that these dudes got lyrics. Like they think that Uzi can beat a Jada Kiss in their world. Now, I I, I have a buddy of mine who's uh, nineteen or about to, about to turn twenty. We play soccer with, and he's very he's a huge hip hop fan, right? So he's all over the new cats that are out right now. He loves them all, right? So I started talking to him, and I was like, bro, like, for real, like, you need to listen to some of the old school shit if you really want to get, like, a good sense of hip-hop and what it's all about. And he was just like, well, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I was, he was like, well, I've heard some Biggie, and I've heard some Pop, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, well, listen listen to these people. So I gave him, like, a list of motherfuckers. And, like, this man came back two weeks later and was like, bro, like, this, so, yo, Hun is so sick, blah, 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 blah. Like, he didn't like Busta Rhymes, which I was kind of blown about. But, like, just, like, his reaction to some of the music, like, he couldn't believe that was the I music that we had back in the yo, day. Yo, I hate to say this. Nah, I honestly don't hate to say this. I honestly think Busta Rhymes, well, I'll say the, begin, the beginning parts of his career, I think he was a little overrated. I, I think he was good. I think he got better as the years went on. But then they found out, you know, that he really couldn't rap as fast as he could. He was just making a bunch of noise. And like, well, I was never really, I mean, it was impressive to hear him rap that fast. And actually, I've seen him live and I know that he can, he can rap pretty fast because he's done an acapella. It's not as fast. It's not as fast as, as some of the shit that you hear on the radio. Yeah, no, but he can rap pretty fucking fast. But Buster Rhymes is a phenomenal performer. He's got A plus material. I mean, he's been going strong since like the mid eighties with leaders of the new school. And he's the only surviving member of that group, not saying that they're dead, but saying that he's still yeah. active in the <laughs> he's still active Remember in the Charlie industry. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I mean, to me, Buster Rhymes is always gonna be one of the legendaries up there because he just he completely changed the game as as a way you can come out and be animated and a little bit weird and still make it. Because you still have some like very good lyrical ability. That's what Missy Elliott did. Young, and see, Missy. Joan about Missy is that I I was always under I was never under the impression that Missy was a fantastic rapper because she's not. But she Me. but in the, the little <laughs> the little bit of shit that she does say is usually pretty sick. But it's mo- most of her shit is her with Timberland and the beats and. A lot of it was the the instrument. Yes, like the beats that they came up with. They kept because I mean, even Timberland and the were terrible. I'm not even gonna say they were terrible. Sometimes they were. they were not good at Sometimes. all. But uh, but I mean, a beat can make up a lot for that. And I mean, Missy has actually had a couple. I mean, Missy is not like she's not out here to be a, like a vocal athlete. You know, like as a rapper, she's not gonna kill you. Yeah, with she her just did her skill. thing. She did her thing, mm-hmm. and you, yeah, I mean, she she, she, she made was smart with the with the weirdness like that. That right there changed the game. Like, that wasn't in hip hop. That was that cre- that were the create the creativity like crazy. Yeah, because is- if you look back at all of Missy's early videos, you see the rain video where she's got all this weird imagery, especially with her in that big ass garbage bag suit. <laughs> and then you've got and then puffed at it later on. Exactly, like, Missy was a was an innovator. Then you got um, the John she did with the brat um, socket to me, where she's oh, running I around in her little camera running around in the Mega Man outfits. 
get chased by evil robots and shit. Crazy, I'm saying, like, and, and you go, she's a bitch, and it's this post-apocalyptic jump, and she bald-headed with these sunglasses that look like are melted to her face, going off. The, I was like, what the fuck? And then all the rest of the fucking videos between dancing in the corn and yep. the fucking all that other, the, all the b-boy shit that she was into for a minute, like. Her creativity was ridiculous. Yeah, she didn't have to be a fucking beast ass rapper to just fucking come and change the game. And her in concert, I've seen her in concert twice. She puts on a fucking show. Yeah, but I feel like when I remember, like, she changed the game, it's like, if you notice, like, in the South, the Midwest started imitating a lot of work that she was that she was doing mm-hmm. like it, it was it, it was to me like she really changed changed the game because hip-hop wasn't like that yeah you know it, it, you know hip, hip-hop was, again was a big lyricism era at that time still. and i'm telling you hip-hop the really the creativity in hip-hop really started to come in the late 90s when they started getting million dollar budgets for fucking doing music videos and they could just do all those fuck. Because if you notice in the late 90s through the early 2000s, videos. they are great videos, yeah. but those videos cost millions. I mean, thousands, if not a million dollars easy. I mean, like, look at the, the hypnotized video and shit. That was what, 96? 96, maybe 97? Yeah, 90, 96, 97. That video, I want to say, cost almost 3 million. You look at all the shit that they were doing, the cars that they were driving, the boat that they were on, the cameras, the fucking the helicopters, yeah, all of that shit. Back in the day, man. Son, that shit. Yeah, the Hot Boys video for yeah. Missy. You know, shit, that don't cost a lot of money. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm not even going to go into other genres because other genres like Michael Jackson at the time, that nigga was spending stupid <laughs> money. Like, the Scream video is still the most expensive video ever made. Exactly. <laughs> I can't just blame it, man. Just too good. Exactly. Now, I actually want to swing back to our underrated uh, rappers list and hit on Black Thought of the Roots. Now, this, this guy's been killing it forever. He really has. And I, every I, single verse is well put. Yeah, and I want to say the only reason he doesn't really get love is because he's actually backed by a band. Well, why not? It's a band. It's a great band, too. It is a great band. I, I don't think it's because of the band. I, honestly, I just feel like his 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 style and his his, uh, his his music isn't what 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 people want. But I mean, it feel like I, I mean, it's been like this ever since he came out. He's been a, a thorough He's, lyricist. His style the has, entire time, but like his style, like for what. For what he did for the, like the roots and stuff, like it just never took on. Like roots, roots. Don't get me wrong; it's popular and they're legendary. Um, but like his style just never like caught on to people to be like, watch out for this guy. He's gonna be the the next summer's hottest thing. Like he, he just it just dim. It never. It just didn't resonate. So that's that's how I feel about it. Black Thought just. Just, the music, the music is different, you know, yeah. because of the band. But that what makes it great, you know. Black Thought, come on. But I guess, I guess another reason that he was more of an underrated rapper is because he was always in the in the same same lane as a as more of an underground rapper because he was talking about more conscious shit, kind of like a most deaf or a yeah. talent. And 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 that style of rapping has never yeah. caught. No, never ma- been no matter how good it sounded. I mean, even with like when Karras won after he did the bridges over, he tried to do that conscious rap shit, and people just get turned off by it because they. It's not that people don't know what he's talking about; it's they don't give a fuck. Like they're dealing with so much shit, they want outlets. 
And conscious rap has never been an out, outlet for the majority. Like it, it just isn't that conscious rap has never caught on. Well, I would say it had it had a real good run in the late eighties, early nineties, because of groups like Public Enemy and like uh, 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 Arrested Development, and the very the whole you know like Sounds of Blackness and the whole pro black pro pro Africa thing. Like there was a lot of African bombada in the Zulu Nation in in the eighties. All of them were very very pro very just pro-black and, you know, peace and all that other Mm -hmm. shit. And they were, or, you know, anti-government as a public enemy was or whatever, uh, if you can call it anti-government. I never thought it was. But anyway, uh, there's more militant music. So, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it had had a real good run for a time. It really did. Uh, But I mean, like, it it didn't really have that long of a run as as most other forms of hip-hop did. I want to say maybe from, like, the late 80s, like, maybe 87 to, like, 93, maybe 94. I mean, to me, it's never really called, because, like, people would hear it, you know, but they, I mean, they just... But, I mean, back in the day, it's what was on the radio. Like, it was everywhere on the radio. Yeah. But I mean, but it just it just like like you said, like it just once another form of hip hop came along, it was more popular than that, and people yeah. preferred to listen to that than blah 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 blah. But also, a lot of people went away from a very peaceful existence, you know, calling for peace when it came to the nineties. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the time call. I mean, the, the times change, and the music is going to change with it. I mean, we shit, we've seen that happen every decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you rate Black Thought? Like top, like top ten. Top ten of what? Top ten of my of my favorite of alive or dead or alive of dead or alive. Yeah, top ten. That would be. There's no way I can rank him in the top. Like there's, I mean, like Black Thought maybe maybe could crack my top ten at number ten. Probably right. But he would be. You got got artists like Big L. Biggie, Tupac, um, you know, Ghostface, uh, Jada Kiss, Style. Well, well, he's let, definitely let me, up there to be like considered one of like the better rappers. He's he's got lyrics. I want I want to get your idea on this. If you're going to consider best of all time, we've got to consider that some of these people that we're talking about that we put on this list, examples Biggie and Pun don't have the amount of albums that other people would have. I think so too. I hate I that's, would I want to go based off of talent. Like, straight lyricism. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, um yeah, cause like I mean it's an unfair advantage because then you can say say about Big L. Big L died like right when he was about to be the next big thing after Pac and, and Big died. Big L was next in line. That's what most people don't understand. It wasn't Jay Z. Yeah. Jay Z would be following Big L around and shit in New York, um, because even Jay Z knew that this is before Jay Z even became big. That Jay, um, that um, God damn it, forget this. That Big L was the next big thing. Then he got shot and killed. So you know what I mean, like. But my question is more going off the lines of like, okay, you've had some rappers who I'm a, I'm gonna use. Rick Ross as an example. I'm not saying that he's gonna be on anybody's top best of all times list, but he's the perfect example of this because, in my opinion, Port of Miami was garbage. First album. Was but then you yeah, had he had it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. 
uh, <laughs> maybe right. I, I do need to go back and listen to it again but I don't remember it being good but uh, I always said that that was a bad album and then I was just like the next one was okay but his third album was actually like real good and then you know he kind of backed off a little bit but then his next album like next second uh, not the next not the next two the one the third one would be a good album also so you've got artists that work like that who can sneak their way into a best of all time thing but they've got like eight albums but only I mean, like four they all four of them again again like good music though you, I, they're putting out yeah good music concert you know yeah like I, everybody talks about them every now and then but at the end of the day, it's like it's it's got to be based on skill. When you start adding in sales and all that stuff like that, oh, I don't, I don't. This when you're on this podcast, dog, we don't ever talk about fucking sales. Yeah, we go to off me, of it's, ability, it yeah. should be off straight ability, not how many records you had or anything. Like I said, Big L died young, so like there's not a lot out there uh, for uh, for him. I want to say he's still like to me, he's probably the greatest MC of all time. He could like at least top three. Oh, the way his lyrical ability, where he could just like, basically just like I want to say like backflip the way he used to rhyme just so quick and just flip words really? around, it was ridiculous. Like no, Big L is definitely in there, but like I, I I don't know. Like that's that was just one thing I wanted to ask you if it, if it was like the amount, like how if if it took them a while to get good. Would that be something that you would consider? Yeah, because you watch him grow. You know, saw Rick Ross' first album. But I mean, that also takes out the ability to like better music. That also takes out the ability to watch a person who's great to begin with, i.e., like Big or Pun, and then they didn't get to grow. Yeah, Yeah, you couldn't see. You didn't really get to see five or six years worth of their career because the shit was cut short. Now we've seen almost a decade of Rick Ross, and and Rick Ross will probably now creep into the conversation of the echelon of better rappers but it took him a while to get I, I think I would take at least 50 rappers before you talk I think a lot of people would <laughs> agree with you but like I said he was a great example for what I was talking about yeah. I was like you know he's, he got I, was, I didn't even get a chance to you mention Koji rap bunch of dudes yeah, there's way too many I, I know some local rappers that are better than Rick Ross <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean so so what do you think about Royster 5 Nine? Royster 5-9 with Eminem when they are bad meets evil. Royster 5 Nine is is the shit. He's good. But as a solo artist, he's just not bad. It he's he needs M. It, like I he he just he's just not there to me as a solo artist. Um, I, I think he brings his hardest when he feels like he's competing that's normally his one of his, probably his greatest rival Eminem you know like when they're together all of a sudden Ways to 5-9 takes it to a whole nother level because he has no choice that's Eminem bro that's like <laughs> big, that's like Fat Joe at Big Pun <laughs> exactly you know what I mean like yeah, Eminem's right worst that. day is a, is an MC's best you know what I'm saying or greatest moment of their life you know what I'm saying so but the fact he does it all the time, you know, he's you consistent. Think about it; he's very consistent. He's putting out good music. It doesn't yeah. suck. The verses are always there. He's kind of like a Jada Kiss, you know, in a he, way. But he had a moment in his career when he was um, into a lot of shit, and M had to tell him to get his shit together, and and then uh, you know, M and Five Nine started beefing and and stuff like that. It was a period of time, a stretch where Voice to Five Nine's lyrics. Like it, it, like on a scale of zero to ten, drop. 
you know what I mean, for a period of time. And it, like I said, it wasn't until he reunited back with Eminem, we're getting that, we're getting that, we're getting the voice of 5'9", we should have always had. Yeah. Even in Slaughterhouse, he still, like, killed it all the time. He does. And remember, I showed you the album earlier with Prime, what he did with uh, DJ Premier. He pretty much killed that album, too. I'm pretty sure Eminem was sitting in the studio. Hovering <laughs> 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 right over it. Just <laughs> chilling. Like, yo, I can kill this anytime. I'm, I'm telling you, M brings, <laughs> M brings a monster out of, out of, out of, out of what he's saying. He's just, he's just different, you know, lyrically. Well, what about the last, okay, the last two we haven't talked about that we have on our, we have, we actually have a list, guys. We're kind of prepared today. So, list. right? So, um, Fabulous and Game. Like I said, like some rappers, unfortunately, when they came out, they came out when the transition of hip hop was, was like hip hop was in a transition. And like I said, the South and Midwest was taking over. Um, and Fabulous is another one, unfortunately, that I guess they a victim. Yeah, it was a victim of that, that transition. You know what I'm saying? Um, he could have been, he could have been huge. Like I think as big as um, Jay Z got. Um, oh, easily because Fab is one of the wittiest rappers out there. Yeah, uh, he's one of my like favorite MCs of all time. He just unfortunately came at the wrong time, like, and it, you know, it just didn't work. It didn't work out for him. Um, you know, and he was always uh, overlooked, you know, but uh, a lot of that, like I said, was because of the whole, you know, New York rap wasn't the yeah, main focal point anymore. And another reason for that was actually because I remember uh, uh, an interview uh, was because he was actually mad loyal to DJ, uh, DJ Clue, DJ and he wouldn't sign player. with anybody else. So he could have had a bigger deal, but because of the loyalty that he was instilled with, he decided to stick with those niggas, and he just, you know, I guess he just kind of stalled out with their whole shit running, with them running his shit. Yeah. So that's a that's another unfortunate caveat to to Fab's situation that just hit me in the head randomly. Yeah. See what happens when you watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> 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 but um, but with Game, I feel like Game was just put in a shitty position. I feel like Game was so so eager to get put on that like he knew he was good and he is good. He was really good, right? And he just needed that platform. And when 50 came along, he was like, all right, bet niggas the hottest shit in the game right now, blah, blah, blah. But game is not the type of nigga that is going to cower to anybody. And 50 is the type of nigga that used to have a nigga's coward to. Yeah. So that was the whole situation with them. I feel like that stalled his career a little bit because he wasn't working with the power of, of Dre for at least two albums after his first album because of his issues with 50. So... I feel like that is a lot of what stalled him is because he didn't have that star power producer behind him in order to feed him beats. But he still managed to survive and have a thriving career making hits. And I mean, he still does. He's about to make his final album. So he says. Yes, so he is. So he says that, yeah, he's about to get locked up for, I think, six months. But, uh, wow. He's going to be all right. If he makes a final months. album, I'm thinking he's gonna be in there for like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's like six months or some shit. So, uh, I think he's one of the better West Coast rappers right now. It it doesn't Besides take Kendrick. much to be one of the best West Coast rappers, but there's still a lot. 
there are a lot. There's of still a lot. Players. Like name, but there's name, me, name me, big right now. Name me like five. YG, Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q. Yeah. Damn it. Absol. Game. I just I mean, thought about Schoolboy Q. <laughs> I was like TDE, nigga, TDE. Yeah, All right, like, I'll take that back. Like, but when you're the, I, the history, I know, right? I'm about to be childish. Um, the history of West Coast rap, it wasn't hard to kind of conquer West Coast rap because West Coast rap was. Can no one tell me? That was a lyrical, like, like they were lyrical. They weren't. They were not lyrical. They were just vicious in the shit that they said. Yeah, like, because like, it's just hard, man. Yeah, the shit, the shit they were talking about, they actually were doing. So, you know what I mean? Like, other than that, you you wouldn't look at them as lyricists. So, it wasn't hard for somebody to come up, you know, through the West Coast and and take over. Yeah, but I think he could hold his own against anybody. He's just one of those rappers that you gotta like that. <laughs> I had that awkward moment right there. I know, and that was all my fault. My bad. I'm trying to be a, a gracious host. Uh, no problem. So, uh, what about, okay, if you could think of any song done by any of these people, what do you just, just, if you could think of any, just one song that you think is probably their best overall giant or just something that is just fucking insane lyric? I think The Game in Common, that was a good song. Yeah, I have to agree with you. That joint is vicious. When it comes to Jada Kiss, I have to say, um, shit. I honestly, I have to say, knock yourself out. I have to go back to that joint because that joint is a classic. But I mean, it's it's classic New York fucking. That was his mainstream hit. I I know. I love that joint though. But um, that's the one he had to write. You know, because they told him you gotta have you gotta have some radio hits. <laughs> Cause he would have never really wrote that shit. Right. If he didn't have to. So that that was his he had no choice. But um and he still killed him. He really did. I mean, lyrically that, that song, I mean it may be a radio hit and everything, but I mean it was still it's still especially with the beat that, that Swiss gave him for that song. And it's it's always just been the, the gritty sound of his voice. He can make anything sound better. You know what I'm saying? Like even a party jam like that where he's just basically talking about him to blow this shit back up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jada Kiss, Jada right? Kiss, man. You can't go wrong. At all. If, we, if we're talking about top five alive, he's number one. There's not a single person on this planet. The only person I could probably see giving him a run for his money is only. I don't see anybody giving Jada Kiss. One on one. One-on-one against yeah, Jada Kiss that would beat a, him? Yeah, there's a few people. Who yeah. can you name that would beat Jada Kiss on the, in the battle? Like right now? Or right his entire career? 5'9 will kill him. 5'9 <laughs> will kill him. That's what I think. 5'9 <laughs> um, wouldn't be able to last past the first round. I think Killer Mike may be able to go with Jada. Okay, now that, that would be interesting. I think Black Thought will be able to go with him too. A little bit. Just like I know. Everything uh, gets on. Actually, Fabulous is killer. Jada, <laughs> Jada, Jada is so different. Yeah, they are so. Fabulous different. is already, bit, you know, on record saying that Jada is the, is the nigga. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I was just like, as good as Fab is. <laughs> Fab's a beast. Mm. I love Fab. He's a beast, man. But it's Jada fucking. <laughs> He, t- he he just he lyrically like he grew like leaps and bounds 
you know what I'm saying? Dude. He's really good, man. I still yeah. don't think he got it against Bob Marley. I swear. That's tight. Those are, dog. I would, <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, try Bruh. to hit up Jadakiss, like, Bruh. be like, yo, people want to see you against Bob Marley. That'd be tight. So, why don't we go into some of our... Yeah, older, more more mainstream rappers that we that we think are the the better lyricists of the bunch. We can talk about a couple of songs by them. I think we can all talk about multiple songs by all of these others. So these dudes are basically a lot of people's top five. I mean, <laughs> honestly, yeah. ever. Although one of them is usually missing off of everyone's list, and it right? Of me course. Off. But start off with Tupac. All right. Well, first of all, Temptations is probably one of my favorite songs by. And lyrically, I don't, I don't, there's not many that can match up to Tupac, but it was lyrically, Tupac was always a different type of lyricist to me. He was a poet. Yeah. He's more like, like, more like Wale, because Wale is very much a poet also. Please never put Wale yeah. in the same breath. I was about to get up and walk out. Way better than that. He was just Tupac. So much anger. I'm just saying that they're both poets. Jesus Christ. It's not like I said that they were anything on the same level. Yourself. Nah, Tupac is just Tupac. Tupac is Tupac. Like, he's everybody's, like, but, top three. Yeah, but not everybody is a poet in the way that they write their lyrics. And the way that he wrote his lyrics, I think it just blew a lot of people away because it was something you'd never seen before, especially for somebody who was a West Coast rapper. <laughs> so that was a huge, a huge different thing. And I think he just brought up a lot of different things and a lot of different people. He talked about a whole whole range of different shit from, you know, fucking hoes and getting drunk to, you know, women having secret babies and throwing them in the trash and shit like that. So he talked about the shit that was going on around him. Yeah. And he was really good at that. He was he was almost like Slick Rick when it came to storytelling. He was one of those artists that you could literally sit down and just close your eyes and listen to and literally watch a movie of what's going on by them just rapping about it. And pretty much describing everything that's going on. You get a sense of how the day felt outside, how many people were around, and exactly what the fuck happened. And it's just a smooth 16, 18, and then it goes to a real simple, real simple chorus. I mean, Tupac always had a real simple chorus. Always. Never no complicated shit. Oh, you know about Temptations? The niggas just going, hey, hey, hey. How was that? Tupac was was a genius. He he knew he knew what the market wanted, and he didn't try to like overcomplicate things. Like, he 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 knew how to get his point across in an easier in an easier manner. Your thoughts, bro? My only thing is he had to die too quick. You know, he has a lot of songs, but. <laughs> <laughs> really and the thing is, he wrote all that while he was locked up. And then when he came out, everybody was always wondering why he kept, why he was so eager to like rush out his songs. He literally was predicting his death. He thought, he thought he was going to die young. Yeah. And, um, so he was trying to push out as much work as he could. Uh, a lot of people don't know that about him. He had that, his music, he was already ready. He just had to record it. And he was the dude that stayed in that studio. And, you know, so that was, that was Tupac, man. Yeah. Well, he's not the only person that predicted his death. That was a great lyricist. Uh, Big also did. And, I mean, there's nothing more I can say about Big. Big was, like, literally the first album that I bought, like, the first CD that I had. 
Uh, he had his cassette. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, there's like I said, there's nothing like bad I can ever say about the notorious B.I.G. except for like Fro said about Tupac, he's gone too soon. I mean, ly- Big's Big's lyrical ability is undeniable, and it is shown by the sheer amount of people who have bitten his lyrics in the years since his death. Like, like especially Jay Z. Yeah, a lot of Jay Z style the, derives from from like Biggie. So. I tell you the same. Same with Lil Kim. She even steals like lyrics almost for, uh, verbatim. Yeah. So if you're that, still everybody's favorite rappers, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, what can you say? Like, well, I have a feeling it's have only a whole discussion about their mainstream ability. But I feel like if you're under the age of 25, days. if you're under the age of 25, you don't really know these rappers. You're right about that. Like, really, unless you're Actually, unless you your parents listen you to them, you still should though. Yeah, you have you the internet. Should. Like yeah, you had, you like they, <laughs> this this generation of kids had has a lot more ways of researching shit. Yeah, that's true. You they don't have to mean? actually go out and buy the CDs. Yeah, and to at their fingertips, dog. Like it, it, they got their phone, they got tablets, they, they got a laptop, they, they got, got a desktop. All, you know what I mean? We have it all, right? Now. Yeah. So it's what like, song can we not search up? Right exactly. Now? So when I hear a cat say they never heard of. Health the skeleton, like nigga, you got it. You got some form of technology that you could have been Googled that shit. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't buy it when they say they don't. They don't listen to another rapper or ever heard of ever heard of any rapper. Like I said, we had to buy the albums or the or collect the singles back mm-hmm. in the day, or wait till they came on the radio, yeah, put really that cassette in there and hit record. They could spend our money on that. Pretty much. We had to listen to it. But I mean, yeah. but if, if you also listen, like, okay, one of the things that I say is comes from a good album is that how many times that you have to press the rest determines how good an album is. Because if you can listen to an album all the way through without hitting the next button, that's a good album. But I also feel like, you know, if you get it free, you could just download anything free, any album, and listen to it. You really didn't invest anything so you could get it and be like, all right. You're still investing your is. time in order to listen to the album. Yeah, people don't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that. My time is very valued to me, and I hate listening to garbage music. But I mean, that's you why a lot of people listen to this yeah. shit. You know, that's garbage. true. It's just we live in a dumb, like a dumbed down society now. Like this, this generation, it's dumbed down. So like the most simplest thing is all, is all they want. They don't want to try hard. They don't want to have to. Try to you know break down a, a, you know s- some lyrics. They don't want that. Well, like literally, you can make a song off of one word, yeah, and it'll yeah. sell. It'll sell. That's true. Or a word you made up, like bling bling. <laughs> that was. I feel like that was the beginning. That was the beginning really? of the. Was it? So is it the the rise of southern hip hop brought along the dumbification of hip hop? I wouldn't say that. No, I, I wouldn't say all that. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they were being dumb. They were dumbed down. That was just who they were. They they wanted to talk about being in the you know in in the in the Mercedes that's and hitting the club. Yeah, exactly. you know what I'm saying. You know? So like I don't think it was that they were the reasons for the dumb down. Um, I think record labels. This is maybe a conspiracy theory. They they wanted the public to be more dumbed down when it came to what they wanted to sell. They wanted something easy to record. And that's it. They don't want no conscience to it. They they don't want nothing. Like they dictate your ears. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, Actually, you know what? That's a really good point because you realize that there was like a whole string of rappers that came out and they had their little, their little dance that came out with their song and they were yeah. all hot with that one song for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And then all of a sudden, as soon as that shit was gone, yeah, the crank that's and what's that other? Laughing Tap. There you go. All that shit. Yeah, hey, you know what I'm saying? Chicken like noodle soup. Back in the day for some reason. Yeah, yeah chicken- when they wanted niggas chucking and jiving, they, uh, <laughs> They 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 they, had, they, they, they do it there, yeah. yeah you know it's like at the end of the day like they they dictate what the ears are gonna do, at least the majority you know what I'm saying like if you notice that like everything they put out you know is a is for a reason so makes sense they make hype hype shit true <laughs> but hype music is. I don't that's know. That's what like, they do, and that's what people like nowadays. Let's get hype. I mean, I feel like there was hype music when, you, well, I don't know, when we went to the club, there was always the hype music playing and blah, 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 but we didn't necessarily, like, sit back and listen to hype music all the time, like, we when did we it. was at home. We wasn't trying to get hype. We were yeah, just trying to, just, just trying to chill. chill. So yeah. it's just like, but, so, so maybe these kids, these days, they just have no chills. They just want to <laughs> listen to all this hype yeah, music all the time. They got no chill, for real. Maybe that's the biggest problem. But, um, I don't know. Um, I think that Nas, Godson, Queensbridge. Now, this man's catalog, uh, this is this is one of the gods. Like everybody knows this. One of the untouchables. But again, this is this is another one that um he's great first album, second album was good, third album, eh, and then he messed around and did the album with um ah, what are the niggas from Queensbridge called? Bravehearts. Yeah, the Bravehearts. And that album. <laughs> well, there was a time, um, a period of time where Nas was battling alcoholism and uh, drugs. For so, like they, they, um, you know, there's stories of him, like, you know, showing up late just for studio time. And what people don't understand is that these studio, these these record labels pay for studio time. It's not these artists just, you know, doing what they want to do. Like, nah, nigga, like, they pay for this studio time. Yeah, studio time is expensive as shit. It's expensive as shit. And, um, <laughs> you know, and Nas was slipping, basically. It, it, uh, and, you know, then wasn't until he started cleaning up that we started getting Nas again. You know, Nas could have been huge. He j- he just, it just, he took himself out of the game. I had no idea that. Actually, I didn't either. Yeah. yeah, he was battling like he, he just—that's what stalled his career. And then he was off this, you know, um, going back to Africa. Niggas never done it. I mean, he has—he still lives here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, he just—you know—he just had his moments. You know, everybody has their moments, except for Jay Z. What do you mean? We never saw Jay Z go through no, 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 no bullshit. I, at least I don't remember anything from Jay Z, like no alcohol problems, no drug problems. The dude just smart, I guess. He got away with it somehow. Yes. I'm yeah. sure he used to get fucked up. We didn't find out nothing about Jay Z until Lemonade, <laughs> right? <laughs> Jay knows how to keep most of his shit in house. You can only you can only keep so much in house. This, this day and era of social media, you know what I'm saying, like. With technology, you, it's hard to hide anything. And with Jay, he mastered that shit. Like, you know, if it, honestly, if it wasn't for us seeing, you know, camera footage of the elevator incident, 
You know what I'm saying? Was Jay-Z get attacked by, what was it, Solange? Yeah. <laughs> if we don't see that, you know what I mean? And and then you don't get uh the, lim- you know, Lemonade by Beyonce, like... You would never know. You would never you know. You never know. You know, Jay-Z's yeah. really good at, at keeping shit in-house, yo. Like, that's just who he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just finding out that him and Kanye don't really, you know, mesh anymore. Yeah. I've been finding that out recently, yeah, too. so... Shit, you know, but that's that's Jay Z. He does keeps his shit private. Yeah, man. And as as big as a person as he is, like him and Beyonce, it's it's amazing that they're able to keep anything private, like for yeah. real. And and, and, I, and I don't think it was like this was a one time thing. And then Beyonce was like, "Oh, I'm making a song." This was a build up. Oh hell yeah! So this so like they kept that shit, you know, quiet for probably a long time. And then she was like, "I don't want to be quiet," you know. They both, they both are really good at keeping shit quiet. They, they even kept the fact that they had kids quiet. Like, they kept her whole pregnancy quiet until I think it was her daughter spilled the beans at school, and then, and then like nobody knew when she actually had the kids. Like they had no idea how long she'd been pregnant for. She ain't say shit to nobody. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't hear nothing about it. I don't find that too later, man. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> See, I, don't, I don't even care about all that. Shit. I don't either. Yeah. Because I, oh, oh, there's pre- oh, she's okay. Where yeah, okay. it happens though. I mean, that's what happens when you follow the world of social like that. I really don't. Well, it's not just that. It's like even before social media, you know, they magazines, you know, about these like celebrities. They just tell you life. some random shit like this happened today. What you think about it? Yeah, and expect you to get like some sort of reaction. Yeah, and 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 people eat it up. They love it, you know. That's that's the reason why. What is it? Media takeout. They're a popular source, even though like they most of this shit's probably fake as shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But people swear by it, you know. TMZ, they love that yeah. shit too. That <laughs> shit, TMZ is. Yeah, TMZ yeah. is where I found out that Prodigy though. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was. I think they were the first to break the news. I was just like, what, 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 fuck, like, is this real? Like, I can't believe it's, it's a TMZ, it's a TMZ, like, yeah, everywhere. Let me go ahead and like verify. But um, no, nah. okay. Well, what about um, Big Punt? Short career, short career, and very good short career. Like, he basically his his time came, and then he got, and, and then he died. Like, they seriously, like, when <laughs> two albums in, you know, so quick. Big, yo, Biggie Pop. You know they die, and here's Pun with an opportunity. You know Big L, you know didn't make it through, you know and shit like that. Like, and then what Pun was Puerto Rican, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So here's his moment. He's gonna be this big star, and he's Puerto Rican, and he just died. He just yeah, he died. Honestly, he, man, that's. And they said that it wasn't even though like like glandular problems or nothing. This nigga just liked. Fat, man. Yeah, he, he was fucking fat. They said that he they took him to a fat farm and he lost a whole bunch of weight. But then, but I mean, by the <clears throat> by the time he died, he was up around four hundred some pounds. Or no, this somebody somebody said seven hundred pounds. I was like, well, damn, seven hundred. Yeah, much. he got he 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 got huge. Yeah, no, he got. But apparently, he used to be a wrestler. No, he was the pictures on him and back in the day are slim as shit, though. He, he had he basically went out like I was pressing. Yeah, pretty much. Hope that man didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> and at least Elvis had a long career, so 
Yeah, that's true. All right, and then we've got, uh, of course, Wu Tang Clan. Wu Tang. Now, Wu Tang has some of the best rappers in the world, in my opinion. In they the really ranks. do. There's so many of them. That you to. At least four. Like, I got like a hundred rappers. Ghostface Killer, in my opinion, is the best rapper. In, out of the group, yes. This is also After a the top group. five dead or alive candidate. Yep. And I would have to say, after him, I like Raekwon. Just? Yeah. And Old Dirty Bastard. I fuck hard with Old Dirty Old Dirty was actually their least lyrics and lyrics. I know, but I love Old Dirty. <laughs> he has some good songs. Yeah. Yeah. He has some I mean, I fuck with him. He has some good shit. He, but, uh, I always liked the wild one in the group, and Dirty was definitely the wildest one. ODB, man. Ghostface is and Ghostface has the catalog, man. I also like Method Man. So many albums in Ghostface. Yeah. This guy's a beast. And Raekwon's been actually coming out with a lot of material recently, which has been making me happy. Not all of it has been stellar. Oh, that his his but, his, his uh, uh mixtape album that he did um recently with that I loved it. it was no, stunning. no, his newest joint is is fire. Yeah, it's straight top fire. And bottom. I, I haven't heard it. Um, yeah, oh, God. It's like that. Yeah, he's got, got one with G Easy and it, it's on, like he, he he goes in. He goes in. You, you got to hear it. But yeah, no, all of Wu Tang is pretty is pretty good on their own, uh, with the exception I I'm not a big fan of Wu God uh, you God's uh, solo shit. Yeah, he's you God was I don't know. What do you think about you God? When he was in in the group, as when they're when they're all spitting on it, he's hot. Yeah, like he like he He takes it. Yeah, like he doesn't want to be the one you go off. It's like he's the okay. He's the okay he player just, that yeah. can play well with the good team. Yeah, he he's the guy that needs one verse. You know what I mean? He's not a guy that you would want to put out for the three three verses. You yeah. know, like he 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 just never became that guy. So you know, you give him one verse. You know what I'm saying on somebody's track or you know, or as in a group, and you know he does murder to him. But oh yes, but overall together as a group or on their solo forms, everyone's pretty good. I mean, I like Jizza, but I, actually, I got the I got the pleasure of seeing Jizza live not so long ago, like six years ago. He's um, never cussed not one Jizza time, never. It just you think he did because of the style of rap he does. Wow! But he's never done not one cuss word. Not even Will good. Smith can say that. That's true. Oh, he's had minor cuss words. He still had cuss words. Jizza <laughs> had no cuss words. I guess. I never noticed that. Honestly. I had never noticed that. To me, to me, like, that takes lyricism to a whole nother, like, plateau. Yeah. Cause, you know, he's able to still be witty, still be raw with it, and you didn't even realize that he didn't give you one, like, cuss word. Not one. Yeah. That's that's brilliant. That is. That's fantastic. That's, that's not an easy thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like his counterparts. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't say the same shit. You know, like you gotta think about it. See, that mentality right there. You gotta think about all these other different words. To it. You gotta listen to all those <laughs> man, different man. words to, yeah. to replace all the fucking shit. Damn. <laughs> yeah. 
now that brings us to the what we call the other category or more of the conscious hip hoppers uh, that yeah. are the, the bigger ones. And we've got most deaf, Talib Kweli, Common. What are your thoughts on these guys? Most deaf is better than Talib and Common to me. But Common has been putting out so much music that he has a catalog to compete with most deaf. I mean, most deaf's got a pretty pretty big catalog too. I think he's got like. Yeah, I think he's he's just a better lyricist and everything. But I think Common has a better catalog. I agree because I I think Common is more along the lines of uh, Common is softer. He comes off soft. I think it's because he's more of a poet, just like you know, kind of like two rock. Most deaf, like he he's very raw. Yeah, yeah, he's very raw. The Talib Kweli is. He's the in between. Yeah, yeah, because he's he he comes with the rough knowledge, but at the same time, it's like polished and very thought out. Yeah. So he'll he'll hit you with a, a real smart lyric. He's most definitely common. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But honestly, I think of the three of them, Talib really is my favorite. Cause I think most of the way it's mostly the sound of his voice because common. It's not like I don't like the sound of his voice, but it's just like I feel like I can listen to Talib longer than I can listen to Common. And uh, and it's and I just kind of like I like his his rhyme style better than I like Common's. But I feel like Common's is a little more it's a little more basic compared to Talib's pop style. Yeah, I like a little more of a complex uh, lyrical lyrical spitter 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 spitter. But yeah. But I mean, I definitely like Most Def uh, until he started singing all over stuff. Not a big yeah. fan of rappers that like to sing. They oh can't really sing. I'm, I'm not even sure about him nowadays. I haven't heard much at all. I don't think he's come out with anything new in a few years. Exactly. So that's what kills me. And it, I don't think he's really going to come out with anything, let alone. Do, I don't even know if he's going to do shows. I've heard he was doing shows. Yasin Bey, that's his name. Yeah, you see that. Because uh, I remember he was actually, he was here not too long ago. And he did a show. No, I thought he's been no. banned. Yeah. No, like, banned. He, didn't get ba- he didn't get banned. He decided not to come back. He got, he sucked asylum. He sucked asylum. I forgot. South Africa. South Africa. he couldn't Africa. stay there. I remember that. I want to say there was, he was supposed to be there. Not like recently, recently. Like the last year. But I don't, I, I, I'm terrible with remembering anything. Honestly, I don't really <laughs> keep up much. <laughs> like, what do you want to hear about him? If he's not putting out music, then point. I guess something we could also have, like, you know, a new segment. It's like, we, you know, we know what he's up to. <laughs> what are they up to now? Man, man, I would, I would like to know what, you know, a lot of those older rappers are up to. Well, I do know some of them. Like, I know Styles P has got a... Uh, a juice. He's got like a, a juice bar. It's called juice bar. Yeah, juice bar in New York. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you do. You come from the gutter. And you like, yes, yeah, son. I want a juice bar. I want a juice bar, son. You know what I'm saying? You see, that's a nigga you can't even fuck with. Like, you can't even fuck with him, dog. You don't fight that nigga, dog. Oh, man. Well, he's talking about yeah. saying shit. You want a juice bar, dog? It's like, yo, that nigga crazy, dog. I remember watching an interview with him. And they were talking about the juice bar, and he was just like, yeah, when I was younger, it was, you know, drink all the Hennessy and smoke all the weed and blah, 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 and cigarettes, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, when I got older, you know, I figured out, you know, you got to start, you know, 
take get better care of yourself when your blood pressure start going up and all this shit. And he's like, I was tired of going to the doctors and blah blah blah. So one of the things they suggested was like the holistic medicine was just more useless. He started doing that and um more power to him. But yeah, I mean if this shit is taking off, apparently I think it got this is more crazy, than crazy or against it going Yeah, right. I'm saying <laughs> it's, 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 that's an evolution right there, you right? know what I'm saying? That's that's levels to this. And um, I know Killer Mike has been in the political scene more recently, but of course he's with uh, LP, and they got their group together, uh, Run the Jewels, and they are <laughs> running shit right now. Cause really I don't awesome. know if you haven't heard Run the Jewels yet, my nigga, but Run the Jewels. Like I, I'll check, I'll check it out. I haven't. Beside what we all know, Black Dots on TV now. Was he with Jimmy Fallon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, five nine. Not sure what he's doing recently, but he just he's came just, out with something, didn't he? He's just putting out a bunch of stuff. That's it. A lot of good music. That's it. And like you said, Game is uh <laughs> somewhere about to get locked up working on his final album. Right. Yeah, working on the final album. Dog. I'm going to work on my final album before I can get locked up for six months and then come back out and get <laughs> bored and decide to make another album. I don't, I don't see him retiring like he said he is. <laughs> Why would he? Although Joe Budden kind of said he retired. Jay Z said he retired. Now we're at four forty-four. It was like three. <laughs> is that three albums after retirement? <laughs> no, no, no. He said he's retiring on the Black Album. Yeah, Black Album was supposed to be his final. Well, Kingdom Come was supposed to be his final. Yeah. And then it became the Black Album. My man, that he did. He doesn't know <laughs> when to quit. <laughs> but uh, I don't know exactly what Nas is doing. But I mean, the man's got Hennessy commercials. He's got. He's got a couple of other things going for him right now. I know he does, so uh, I just can't remember what they are. Yeah, the I'm head. sure they're all doing something besides hip hop. Oh yeah, either they tour all day or do something. Well, you know, um, RZA is actually in Hollywood now, working on movies. He's been, he's doing, been doing that for a while. For movies, yeah, and he yeah. starred in a movie. So he, yeah, he needs to like that. That Iron Fist Two was the shittiest. What <laughs> fucking movie I have ever seen? I am Iron Fist. I'm so glad I you never watched it. One was some garbage. I'm so glad you said that because I almost thought about buying it the other day when I saw it in the store. You I'm should never. Oh, let me. I'm telling you this Man right now. Fist, yeah. Never have anything from RZA that's about Iron Fist. <laughs> Iron Fist. That soundtrack was legit though. I'm not gonna lie. Cause he's good at music, but you know what I'm saying. He even sucks as an actor, dog. Like he, he just oh, he's, he's a terrible actor. And I just ugh. yeah. If he if he wants to like produce maybe but not direct, I guess I, I he's don't just know. trying to get into everything. Whatever works he's looking at life after hip hop. But Iron One, Iron Fist One, you know, was some shit, <laughs> and he was trying to pay homage. To the old Shaw Brothers, you know, uh, Kung Fu flicks from the, you know, 60s and 70s. Yeah. And it felt flat. It, it just fell Because not even in their, not even in the Shaw Brothers production, what, were they so outlandish? Like, it's hard to explain. Just, I guess watch it. <laughs> okay. Watch Iron Fist 1, and if you can, stomach, stomach it, go for two. And you'll understand like what a, I'm saying. And compared to Shaw Brother movies, it's night and day. Sounds like something I could probably bootleg and be okay with. I'm just not going to watch it. 
<laughs> you, let me tell you something. It's a movie. It it's a movie that you could watch once, right? Okay. And never ever watch it again in your life. Okay. That's that's literally that that movie. It, it's, that's the purpose of that movie. It's that bad. It's that bad. And normally, when it gets that bad, it becomes a cult classic. You know, like Killer Clowns like, you know, oh from Outer Space. God. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what was it, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Yeah, they were horrible movies, but they were so horrible that you were like, this is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't say, I... Okay, well, thank you for that warning, because I was slammed about to get boosted. <laughs> I was like, oh, they made a sequel. Okay, let's, let's go ahead and check this out and see what it was. It was bad. All right, well, before we step out of here, let's talk about some of the new cats that we think are the the better lyricists. Who, who do you who do you who do you want to talk about first, bro? We should talk about Cole. Okay. Yeah. Well, what do you think about him? He's just not caring about any type of image. So he's just putting out the music that he likes, and he's not even trying to compete anymore. So. True. And I say right now so he know is. That and it's obvious in this album. I think he's really putting out the music that he's kind of living right now. I mean. We see the kind of music that he's living. We see the way that he's living right now through the music that he's doing. And he's talking about, I got a song that I want to full approach. Like he's exactly. chilling at home with his wife that nobody knew about, with the baby that nobody knew about. Like, he's another one that just stays off the fucking radar. I mean, I think that's awesome when you're that's a fucking great, huge man. star and you can manage to do all this shit off the radar. Yeah, he just. Um, I just think that's where he's at. Where, where do you, what do you think of his new sound right now? Because he, honestly, he's a I think conscious his new- rapper is what he is. Um, he's a conscious rapper, and that's what he wants. He he's he's trying to enlighten people. So are all these new guys conscious rappers now? Because they all kind of swing yeah, that you way. Say Kendrick yeah. and Joey Badass are conscious. Yeah, and if you want to add logic to that list, he is too. Yeah, I mean we could. I mean, I, I, I mean, guess I'm who's just, the better conscious rapper out of all of them? I think. I think. Oh, yeah. Conscious rap is is slowly gaining steam, like because people are be are becoming more enlightened with shit. People are researching this shit more. So like people, you know, like the whole like what Kendrick Lamar is doing, like with his album and stuff. Like that's what people want. Yeah. People are looking for enlightenment now. Like people are doing everything on their own. They're not depending on the government or anything like that. That's the music. That that is is really starting to pick up steam. It could be the next transition of hip hop. Hopefully, that's what it is. Because honestly, like we were talking about earlier, everybody just wants to listen to hype music nowadays. And then then there's deep dive. So the music is good enough to listen to. Music. It's just not enough mainstream. Music. Yeah, that's the problem, right? Right? You know, like you said, although there's a killer mic out there, he ain't mainstream. Well, think about, I mean, look at these artists. None of them ever, ever have a real radio hit on their album. So it's not like you could just, okay, you listen to a Jadakiss album like we were talking about earlier, and I said I like Knock Yourself Out, and that's totally a radio hit compared to everything else pretty much on that album, maybe except for one or two. But his album, like their albums aren't like that. All of their albums are very cohesive and consistent along the same route that they are. But they have that one song that is still in their lane, but just enough can fit into the radio category 
that that's what they play. Because, I mean, I honestly, be like, humble. bitch, don't kill my vibe. Yo. Yeah. Remember that one? That yeah. one took the radio. And... Just a good song. And then Jay-Z got on it, too. Yeah. Miracle. And then, like, of course, be humble. Like, that took the radio crazy, too. And it had a good message, like, all the way through it. So it's just like... <laughs> There's a there's a core group of, of fans out here right now that are going with the conscious rap movement, and right like I said, it's just not enough like mainstream guys yet. So right now, you, you know, mumble rap is, is is what it is right now. But as soon as there's more some more guys that are conscious rappers that come that that come to the forefront. I think that'll be the next transition. Who knows? Just hope it doesn't take forever. <laughs> I hope we're still here to see it happen. Well, like right. the pro- the pro- biggest problem I have is like a lot of these conscious rappers all all try to hold this they thing about like well, I I'm not going to sell out or whatever. And then it's like, dude, like Tupac knew what it knew what it took to get to his conscious rap. Tupac did all the fucking I get around. And you know he did he did what he had to do to get on the platform, and then he started speaking about truth. He started talking about you know more about you know what's going on in society, what we got to do to change. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't start from the beginning, you know what I mean? Because then no one would want to hear it. Nobody would you and Tupac wouldn't be around if that's if that's how he would have started his career. You know what I'm saying? So like same thing with Kendrick. Kendrick came in the game. He wasn't a conscious rapper to start when, when, when he made it popular. And then as soon as he got popular, he turned on the conscious rap. And then they, you know, and he had that audience. So I think that's the next choice. Yeah. I can, the only thing I can think of is, I can't really say much because I don't listen to him, but Chance the Rapper, I feel like, is he, is he more on the, uh, the conscious tip? Apparently, I guess he is, but. I don't listen to him much either. He has a few good songs, but to me, it just doesn't fit. Nah, yeah, he, I haven't been able to click with him. Yeah, because that's when I, I tried to listen to um, it was Acid Rap when it first came out. And I just, I didn't really like it. And then, uh, I mean, I, like I said, he's okay. He's got a, he's got some good, good rhymes, but I just don't listen to him. So I can't really say anything about it, but he seems to be a little bit more on the conscious tip. And, I mean, he's independent, but his rise is kind of getting media. He's just doing good business. He's got deals with that. Yeah, he's, he's doing, doing something right. doing something really good. He's, got, he's known for that number three hat he always wearing. And this nigga got a Grammy off of a mixtape, dog. A Grammy off of a mixtape? I just can't believe it. I have to like, I literally have to go and listen to this mixtape to see how good it is to I garner have, a Grammy. No, I've listened to it. It's good, but overhyped. Really? To me. To the Grammy. If you think about it, like hip hop music gets fucked over in the Grammys, like the actual good shit that's out at the time that should well, be awarded what was the Grammy the doesn't get. I mean, this is the first time a mixtape's ever been nominated. They had to like look at the rules and change the rules to yeah. so they can nominate. But I think I, I don't even know what the nomination qualifications are. I'm sure. Alright guys, we're going to end the show there this uh, this week, but uh, we want to thank you guys for listening as always. Uh, thank the guys, Fro and Fularachi, coming out tonight and discussing with us. Hey, shout out to Find Risky Business Live. That's up and coming in urban wear, so 
Yo, Risky, do your damn thing. Risky business. There you go. Well, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can also find us on uh, Instagram. I mean, you can find us on Twitter at HQ Podcast. And yes, that is spelled out. Uh, until next time, we will catch you later. Peace. Peace.